And here we go, episode 16. We're on 16, right? This is 16. I think so. All right, we're going to go with 16. Episode 16 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. And in the great, and in the words of the great Jerry Reynolds, holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley, did we drop the ball on Saturday? Are those his actual words? Yeah, you don't remember that call? No. Yeah, he had a call during the game where he was like, holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. What was the play? I don't remember. But I remember hearing that and going, the Kings had the best announcers. I just So why did we drop the ball? Why did we drop the ball? Well, we didn't record Friday night, and we didn't release an episode Saturday. It didn't even cross our mind, too. No, and that was the funny part because I was lying in bed and around I- – I, like, woke up out of my sleep, looked at the clock. It was, like, 11.20 and kind of thought to myself, oh, I didn't even think about texting Sam for the show tonight. It's 11.20. Eh, it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and went back to bed. And then I texted Sam the next morning and went, dude, we totally forgot to film the show. And he was like, yeah. So that's our bad. That Oops. is our bad, and it just didn't seem worth it to call Sam at eleven twenty and go, "Hey, do you want to throw together a show real quick?" So we figured we'd just wait, give it a whole week, and come back strong on Tuesday. But that's what we're that's what we are going to try to do, and we're going to start the show off just like we always do. Sam, it's been a week since the last episode. You're back in Oregon. I'm still in California, so we're back to our normal setup. How's your week, man? How's being back in Oregon? Uh, it's, it's good, man. Just had to get a lot of paperwork done. Uh, school starting tomorrow, which is pretty exciting. Um, that probably sounds weird for a lot of you guys. Cause Bro, you we're guys... about to hit midterms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't even had my first day of school yet. That's so weird. October start date. That's odd. Yeah, we're we were talking about midterms today in class. It's like two weeks from now. Yeah, sorry about it. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's all good. It's all good. At least, at least you're getting started. What this is year three for you. I'm I'm technically on year two because I took that year off for the Marines. Different type of education. Um, <laughs> I learned how to do other stuff, <laughs> like rip a man's head off. More shoot it off, but I just <laughs> um, I got to do a lot of things that uh, a lot of people have never been well have never gotten the chance to do. So I I, I don't I don't regret joining the Marines at all. Run around and get verbally assaulted by grown men. At least in boot camp, yeah, yeah. yeah I I have plenty I have plenty of stories that I can I can share throughout the time uh, on the podcast. Um, my week was pretty pretty eventful um for i don't think a lot of you know um and i there was no reason for me to to talk about it on the podcast but my sister uh last week uh, she had surgery and she's doing just fine now um but it was kind of a big thing that that swept through the family uh she had surgery she's doing perfectly fine now she's uh, missed a couple days of school but she's all good um, so that, that was a huge thing that happened earlier this week. Um, something that's not as huge, but, uh, did happen. 
The Raiders won this weekend. I think that's just this year. So that was absolutely amazing. And we will get into that later. And about an hour ago, I got done running four miles, which was something I hadn't done in, I think, 20 years of my life. So the story. Why? Okay. So the story behind this is one of Natalie's friends who happens to go to Fitness MD and happens to work at Fitness MD and goes to a lot of my classes. Um, he won Homecoming King at Roseville, right? Congrats to whoever that guy is. And I won't name drop him. His, I don't his, think... life, his life peaked already. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I won't name drop him. Do I think he would care? No. But still, I won't name drop him. Anyway, he's, <laughs> he comes to a lot of my classes. I've gotten to know him pretty well. I consider him a friend. And when I saw that he won Homecoming King, I sent him a message on Instagram. I said, there are four letters in the word king. You owe me four dead ends, which Sam now knows what that term means. But at FitnessMD, there's a dead end on the street where FitnessMD is. And if you run, FitnessMD is a gym that I work at. If you run to the dead end and you run back, that's a mile. So essentially, I said, because you won homecoming king, K-I-N-G, you owe me four miles. And sure enough, earlier tonight, he ran the four miles, and he put it up on his Instagram story saying, challenge accepted, your turn, and he threw the challenge back in my face, which I was not expecting him to do. So me being me and me not wanting to, uh, I'll if you dare me to do something, 99% of the time I'll do it, especially when it comes to a, a physical challenge. I had just gotten out of the shower, was getting ready to. Oh, sort that's of, hot! Yeah, I just gotten out of the shower. Yeah, sort of, steamy. <laughs> getting getting ready to just kind of start. Say it one more time. I just gotten out of the shower. Yeah, I bet you were. <laughs> Still wet, drying oh. off. Oh, hey now, drying off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene from Fantastic Four when Chris Evans got out of the shower and then he started steaming. You remember that when he first discovered he had his superpowers? Was the fir- wasn't the first time when he was snowboarding and he made the sauna igloo? True, but it was that next scene. Oh, it was the next scene when he started steaming on purpose. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. So I was all clean. I was ready to sort of just relax for the night. I saw that he had threw the challenge back in my face and went, oh, man. Wait, you were just sitting on the couch? Yeah. And you got up off the couch to run four miles? I got up, put – I was wearing, like, pajama pants, put shorts back on, put a T-shirt back on, grabbed my marine hat, put on my running shoes, walked outside, and just ran four miles. (laughs) Where would you run to? I just ran around the neighborhood. (laughs) Oh, so you looked like a dumbass. And I was also wearing a black sweatpants and a dark gray shirt at night. So um, I was running by people totally like a like a midnight stalker. So it was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> these, these middle-aged moms walking their dogs like, oh, get away from him. He's going to he's coming to steal. They might get their pepper spray out while you're running. It was terrible, man. I had I. I mean, I've ran. I had to run a lot for the Marines, but. And I still have to do a three-mile physical fitness test every year for the Marines, but 
gosh, just going cold and running four miles, that was brutal. And yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll give him credit because he did it in 26 minutes. So he was aver- he was averaging a, a like a six like a less than six and a half minute pace. Jesus. Yeah, and I did it in 32 minutes. So my my uh, my pace was eight minutes like flat. And I immediately sent him a message afterward. I was like, "Look, dude, I can lift more than you. We all have our strengths, but not even on my best day could I get 26 minutes on four miles. Like that is ridiculous." Uh, how fast he was running. So I, I, I don't think the dead end's a mile. No, a dead end and back is a mile. I don't know if it is. It is. We mapped it out. <laughs> I don't think it is, dude. It absolutely is. Does we it, mapped it out. It says on Google Maps that it's a mile. We not only have we tracked it, but he he literally tracked it tonight. <laughs> he ran it tonight <laughs> and sent it to me. No, it's no, 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 four no. miles like, flat. You guys measured it. Yes, we measured the distance. So you're telling me you guys were out there with your rulers going edge to edge for, what is it, 5,762 feet? I think it's 5,260 feet. It doesn't matter. You're telling me you guys did that? Yeah, we measured it. It's a mile. You and I dragged a tire for a mile. So not only is this guy running a six... Six minute pace on a four miles, but he also won homecoming king. Yeah. Dang. Well rounded guy. Yo, is he single? Well rounded guy. <laughs> <laughs> well rounded guy. Yo, let's get to some sports though. Let's get to some sports. <laughs> let's get so that was our week. <laughs> That's what happened with Sam and I this week. And let's get to what happened this weekend. So I'll do what I do every Tuesday, run through the scores real quick, and then we'll do a do some deep dives into the game. Keep this uh, podcast just like we did uh, last Tuesday. We'll keep it around 45 minutes to an hour. We'll keep – and uh, we won't uh, keep you guys for uh, too long. So here we go. Thursday, Eagles-Packers. Eagles walk away with the win, 34-27 in a very good game. Now moving on to Sunday, Giants beat the Redskins 24-3. to Titans beat the Falcons 24-10. to Chiefs and the Lions, potential best game of the weekend. Chiefs walk out with a victory, 34-30. Ravens. Ravens. Ravens Oops. got beat by the Browns, 40-25. to The Browns offense, the one we were all afraid of week one, finally decided to show up week four. And the Raiders, <laughs> we'll get into the Raiders game. The Raiders steal one in Indianapolis, 31-24. to And speaking of a steal, the Bills almost almost stole one against the Patriots, but the Patriots, without Tom Brady throwing a touchdown, win 16-10. to 10. We'll get into that as well because that was an interesting game for a handful of reasons. The Panthers, the Panthers upset the Texans 16-10. to 10. Chargers handle the Dolphins very easily 30-10. to 10. The Buccaneers put up a 50-burger on the Rams. I don't think anybody saw that coming and if i would have told you that jared goff was going to throw for 500 yards and the rams were going to score 40 points and they were going to lose you probably wouldn't have believed me and i wouldn't have blamed you buccaneers win 55 to 40 the bears beat the vikings in a slugfest 16 to 6 seahawks beat the cardinals 27 to 10 jaguars in Minshew mania keep their Winning streak alive, 26-24. to 24. They beat the Broncos. The Saints and the Cowboys played 
to, in what can only be described as a gross game as <laughs> Sam's text that he sent me after the game was over. And I completely agree with him. And then the game tonight, also kind of a gross game, 27-3, to the Steelers beat the Bengals. Let's start with the game that everybody, that everybody wants to hear about, and that's the Raiders and the Colts. Who wants to hear about that game? Everybody. Now, let's get into this. <laughs> so, first of all, actually, before we even get into that, um, I, uh, I won the picks this week. I'm 3-1 uh, and one now. I picked Green Bay and Atlanta. They both lost, but I picked the Raiders, the Bears, and the Saints to win. So that's 3-1, to one, Jason over Sam. Just wanted to mention that. Anyway, so Raiders played the Colts. Derek Carr, 21 for 31, 189 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Very Derek Carr-type game. And Josh Jacobs had over 100 scrimmage yards. He had 17 carries, 79 yards, 4.6 average. And as far as receiving, he also had two receptions for 29 yards. He had over 100 total yards from scrimmage. I'll tell you right now that Josh Jacobs in that game was important for a handful of reasons. One, because every single play that he touched the ball, it was a positive play. But in the fourth quarter, when the Raiders were kind of playing keep away, the only way that they were able to play keep away as long as they were able to was because Josh Jacobs kept getting them first downs. The dude just runs hard and he earned every single yard in that game. I love watching him run. And Darren Waller right now is making a case from one of the top tight ends in the league. He had seven receptions for 53 yards. He may not be the best wide receiver skill wise wide receiver. Well, it sort of gets into my point. He may not be the best wide receiver. Gosh, I keep saying this. He may not be the best skill-wise tight end in the league. That might belong to Travis Kelsey. But Darren Waller might be the fastest tight end in the league, and he played out of his mind as well. Tyrell Williams had a beautiful route uh, on the right side of the end zone. Derek Carr had a very, very nice throw to him on the right-hand side for a touchdown. Honestly, as, as great as I think the offense played, they stalled in the second half big time. Big time. They were Big nowhere. Time. Yeah, they were nowhere to be found in that second half. They put up 21 points in the first half and only 10 uh, in the second half. They sort of disappeared in the second half. And I don't know when the last time I can say that it, uh, the defense won the game for the Raiders, but the defense definitely won the game for the Raiders because they didn't. no, they did. No, they didn't. No, they actually did. No, no, no. You know who won the game for the Raiders? Don't say the Colts. The the injury gods. Oh, the injury guys. Who, who? I was sitting and watching this game. I couldn't name any wide receiver on the Colts. Every time the camera went down to to uh, show like a reception, couldn't name the guy because <laughs> T Y T Y Hilton was injured. Um, uh, what's that? What's that guy's name? Oh, Mac Marlon Mack. He got injured for like, the unlike the last possession. Yeah, their their team was just dissipated with injuries. And then uh, their stud middle linebacker, Leonard, was injured as well. To be fair, can you name, besides Tyrell Williams, can you name a Raiders wide receiver? Hunter Renfro, bro. Okay, well, that's just because you knew he got drafted. <laughs> I watched the HBO, that's why. Oh, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> Even though that answers the question. <laughs> uh, hey, Eric Ebron was still playing. He had, oh my gosh, the amount of drops that each team had 
Oh, and that first half, was Ebron had like three drops in the first half, like wide open, yeah, in, right in the hand drops. And is, and we're talking about a guy that was a Pro Bowler last year, mm-hmm. and he was making dumb drops. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it, and that was one thing I didn't know about Ebron that the announcers mentioned is apparently he has a history of drops. I didn't know that they they made a big point about that uh, during the game. I didn't know that was a trend of his. But huh. apparently, and it reared its ugly head during that game. You know what else reared its ugly head? And pun intended, sort of. John Gruden scowling? No, Vontez Perfect. Oof. Going head to head. Yeah, he's one of your guys. Oh my gosh. Did you see that play? Yeah. Okay, so a little breaking news here. Vontez Perfect was actually suspended the rest of the season for the this rest play. of the season. And I don't think. That if you took that play and put it in a bubble, I don't think that play alone warrants a rest of the year suspension. Well, that's not what the explanation. But it, it was it was a, a multi-time offender. Yeah, that's why he got. But but if you just look at that hit, because it was helmet to helmet, but it wasn't a late hit. No, and the the play was still live. So, I, um, were you shocked that he got sent sent out? He got ejected for that game. No, and I the reason why I wasn't su- surprised that he got ejected was just because letter of the law you you can't you can't lead with the crown in your helmet. What and he is, so clearly did. What is targeting? Do we know? I believe it's just going for the head. Is that what it is? I think. Or he, def- he definitely looked like he was trying to take uh, Jack Doyle's head off. Oh, very much so. Oh my gosh, that was that that was a tackle that you see like twenty years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. He went. It, it just it was such a bad look. And you're right in saying that in a bubble, that's probably that doesn't warrant a year long. Uh, oh no, suspension. No, 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 no. Maybe maybe a handful of games, but just because he's done it so many times, I was and that, surprised he got suspended the whole year. Yeah, after after that play. And that really stinks, too, because he was having such a good year for the Raiders. Like, he was playing really, really well. He's and their he, captain. Yeah, he's their captain. He's their signal signal caller. And he's not there anymore. And to hear Whitehead, who was the signal caller last year for the Raiders, had to step in and is now going to be their he main. Played, he played well. He had, yeah, he had six tackles. Um, he was the uh, tied for second for uh, leading, uh, leading tackler. Uh, but one guy who had a really good game finally had a breakout game was the Marcus Joyner. Yeah, the nickel corner. Yeah, finally decided to show up. He was up. everywhere. Yeah, he had seven tackles, and in particular, he had one play where he—I think it was at the goal line or at like the ten-yard line, something like that. Was it the sack? And no, it wasn't a sack. Oh, he, it, was a, it was like a five-yard tackle for a loss. Yeah, right? like he just blitzed through the line. It, I think his wide receiver went in motion. And as soon as they snapped the ball, he just ditched no, the receiver. No, it was a uh, it was a tight formation, and he he had the blitz on the whole time. Well, he started to move when he, when the receiver on his side started to move, but I think that was sort of a sort of to fake it. Um, and then he just blitzed through the gap and untouched. Oh yeah, he, he was, was running such a pretty play, white ass naked. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is? I wonder, and I I'll never know. I wonder if he instinctually did that or if that was the call. I think it was the call. 
Yeah, I I would like to believe it was the call too, but then there's a part of me that just would like to also say that nah, he just read it. No, you don't see a DB shoot a gap like that unless it's Troy Polamalu just jumping over. Well, that's he's like one of the greatest <laughs> whoever whoever did it, but <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that was, that was a big win. All injury excuses aside, that was a huge win in Indianapolis for. Yeah, Oakland. And Eric Harris with the pick six at the end. Raiders' first interception of the season. Runs it oh. back to the house. And the Davis guy, too. Uh, Travis Davis? Is that his name? Mm, Trevor who, Davis? Who the you guy got? that had the 60-yard uh, end around? Oh, yeah. The guy who, uh, From the, guy who the Raiders Bay? just yeah just totally, uh, totally picked up out of nowhere. Yeah, Trevor Davis. Trevor Davis, yeah. Two rushes for 74 yards, one touchdown. <laughs> first touch, day. yeah. First touch <laughs> as the Raiders just end around for a touchdown. <laughs> that totally works. And Jacoby Brissett on the other side, 24 for 46, 265 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick six. Marlon Mack, you know, he did get injured on the, or, well, he got banged up on like the last couple possessions. Yeah. But the rest of the game, the Raiders kept him in check. The Raiders, I mean, I give them. I give the Raiders credit for keeping him uh, in check the entire game. But that's because Indianapolis was just so predictable because oh, yeah. they, they had no tight nothing with their pass game. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this win and celebrate it because the upcoming schedule for the Raiders is uh, – there's almost, there's almost no hope. <laughs> It's it's a bit it's a bit frightening. Next week, so first of all, the Raiders are the only team in the NFL this season to travel over thirty thousand miles. They're not going to have a home game until November. They're in London next week, and they're playing the Bears. Okay, that's a winnable game. It depends how uh, Trubisky is. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, so, all you have to do is score 17 points. That's easier said than done. You got Derek Carr. You got Darren Waller. You got Tyrell Williams. You got Josh Jacobs. You were just say- talking about it a little bit ago. Yeah, but that's also not against the Bears' defense. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So we'll they see. play the Bears. Then they go to Green Bay. Then they Winnable. go to. Then they go to Houston. Winnable. Then they have the Lions. Then they have the Chargers. And then they have the Bengals. All those games are winnable. So the Bears, I don't know. In Green Bay, I don't know. Texans, I don't know. Lions, I don't know. So they do have sort of a break, I guess. I feel like they should beat the Bengals. And I feel like they should beat the Jets. Oh, for sure. So, maybe they sneak one against the Bears, Packers, and Texans. I feel like if they're going to get one of those, it'll be the Texans one. Um, really? Yeah, I do. I don't think so. It'd be it'd be between the Texans and the Bears, I think. Did you watch the uh, Texans-Carolina game? I watched some of it, not all of it. So, what happened? Well, we can, we can uh, sort of jump into that game a little bit uh, since we since we just brought it up. I don't want to talk about the Raiders anymore. Yeah, we don't have to talk about the Raiders anymore. They're trash. Hey, whatever keeps you happy, man. They're not the number one team in the NFC. 
And, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. In one a bit. one of one of three teams remaining who are undefeated. <laughs> well, you want to know what happened in the Panthers Texans game? Uh, not not a lot, not a lot because it was did, six sixteen to ten. How did the Texans only muster ten points? Well, first of all, Kyle Allen didn't throw for a touchdown, and Christian McCaffrey ran for one. He went bonkers. But yeah, he did. And but other than that, it was just field goals for Carolina. The rest of the game, they couldn't get a consistent drive put together besides one. And the Texans, on the other hand, Deshaun Watson, I mean, had a very pedestrian game. I would say below pedestrian. If you that's, was, that's even possible, twenty-one for thirty-three, hundred and sixty yards. I mean, I know, I know, we talk about it a lot. I think the Texans really highlight how important an offensive line is, because if you look yeah. at their their team, like from top to bottom, it is one of the most talented teams in the NFL, but they just can't protect Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And that's the only, that's the only way like they get into trouble. Yeah. And he, I mean, he just can't run He can't be running around like that. The, running like a madman. Yeah. I mean, they're only, there's only one guy who I think can consistently survive Josh a bad offense. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him get popped? He got destroyed. <laughs> uh, is it Lamar only... Jackson? Uh, no, I, it's Russell Wilson. He doesn't run like that, though. But he's smart about avoiding pressure and getting right. He he does not take hits. Nope. Russell Wilson does not take hits, and he has had a terrible offensive line for a very long time, and yet he's... Not anymore, though. I think they're... they're well, I'm saying now. in the past. In okay. the past, he's had terrible offensive lines, and yet he doesn't get hurt. And he—I mean—he doesn't turn the ball. He doesn't put—he doesn't turn the ball over, um, which you'd think would be two caveats to having a bad offensive line. But he's the only one who seems like he can consistently handle it. And Deshaun Watson is just not—I don't think he's there yet. He needs an offensive line. To, oh yeah, to be productive because he's still young, and I don't think he doesn't he doesn't have that. I think Russell Wilson is good at it just because he has that. I mean, it's sort of a natural. You can't really teach that. It's an instinct in the pocket. It's a feel. Yeah, in the you, pocket. You can't teach it, and Russell Wilson just has it. Deshaun has it to an extent, but there are only certain guys who are able to. Like Roethlisberger has that. Roethlisberger doesn't go down. Neither does Wilson. Watson's not there yet. So, I mean, he can't, he can't, if the Texans are going to do good this year, or do well, I should say, that's the proper way to say that. They have to protect Deshaun. They're going to do gooder. <laughs> that's the title of the show right there. But if you're the, if you're the Texans, like, that's going to be, that's going to feel like such a missed opportunity because you only have J.J. Watt, in his prime for so long. You only have DeAndre Hopkins and all these weapons for so long. Like, you don't want to miss. And Deshaun Watson's on a rookie deal. Isn't he still on a rookie deal? I believe so. Like, you need to capitalize if you're the Texans. Especially when that division is wide open like it is. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to talk about divisions? You want to talk about divisions? Where are the Niners sitting at right now? Tippy top. Tippy top. The number one team 
in the NFC. Who saw that coming week four? I did. Yeah, I don't think so. I probably would. <laughs> Perhaps the biggest winner coming out of the weekend was the 49ers who didn't even play. Oh, for dang sure. They're number one. You had Rams losing, Cowboys losing. Who else was in front of them? Packers losing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the Saints won. Yeah, but... Which... That was such a weird game. The Saints-Cowboys game was so weird. And here's the thing. Here's here's the, what I want to talk about with that Saints-Cowboys game. Is one thing that showed during that game is how good both defenses are. Those, both defenses, like the Cowboys defense, it, first of all, their linebacking core with Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith Best is, in the NFL. is ridiculous. They combined for 17 total tackles, just the two of them. Yeah. Those guys are insane. Van Der Esch is a sideline-to-sideline running back. That dude is fast. Jalen Smith's faster. Yeah. But it, but it seems like Van Der Esch is just – He's got a nose. Yeah. For it, a play. It's ridiculous. And it's a shame, too, because, you know, Sean Lee for so long was such a great running back – running back, linebacker. He just hasn't been <laughs> – he just hasn't been healthy. Can you imagine if he was healthy and it was Sean Lee, Van Der Esch, and Jalen Smith? Well, they don't run. Don't they run a two linebacker? I, they run a they run a four. I know, but I'm just saying you could bring in a set where you could have those three guys. Yeah, and Sean Lee did play, but you could have those three guys on the field at the same time. It was rem- it was just reminiscent of last year because didn't. Dallas won 13-10 last year. Yeah, it was a low-scoring game. Also a game where uh, they didn't uh, – where, yeah, low-scoring game. Which is it's weird that both – because both teams, I think, are known for their offense. Mm-hmm. The Saints uh, didn't even score – they didn't even score a touchdown this game. It was all Will Lutz. Are you more impressed by New Orleans – or disappointed by by Dallas's showing. That's what I wanted to get to with with their two defenses. So, are are you more impressed with New Orleans' defense? Because they're I think right now they're both defensive teams. Just because no, no well no, because the Saints are not going to produce the way they thought they were going to at the beginning of the season with Teddy Bridgewater with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. If Drew Brees was on the field, the Saints are an offensive team with a really good defense. But right now, I think they're going to be leaning more on their defense. And I know the Cowboys have a very, very stout offense, but their defense is also extremely good as well. So I wanted to ask you, are you more impressed with the Saints' defense that they were able to keep the Cowboys in check that way? Or are you just... Or are you disappointed in Dallas's offense? I'm, I'm gonna lean slightly towards disappointment in Dallas, just because I think I fed into the hype of we knew they didn't play anyone, but they just looked so good that it looked like they wouldn't, like no one could stop them, like their offense was just clicking on all cylinders, and then it was just derailed so quickly in this Saints game. It's, it's a disappointment because that's a big win. If you were to look at Dallas's schedule 
to start the year, this at New Orleans was probably one that you would have circled as an L. And they had the opportunity to turn that predetermined L into a win for that mm-hmm. team. And it's it's just a I don't know. I, I guess it shows the limitations of Dak as a quarterback. Uh, when Zeke is bottled up and Amari is locked down by Lat- by a corner like Marcus Lattimore, like yeah. taken away. Amari was in. Amari was dealing with an injury coming into the game, but still, he was just taken away. And you could see like how limited Dak was. Mm-hmm. And well, that game did have a bunch of penalties too, yeah. which you don't want to see, but. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting game and I I honestly think I I think I'm more impressed with the Saints defense just in the sense that you're right. The Cowboys even though they didn't really play anybody, they looked so good. Dak was Dak was like the star of the NFL the first 3 weeks just in the sense of like okay, it looks like the new offensive coordinator, Dak Prescott, are meshing really well. Zeke's playing really well. Jason Witten's back. Amari Cooper's playing really well. Randall Cobb looks like he's going to be a great addition to the team. Defense is playing great. Cowboys are rolling. And then the Saints defense just decided to go, nah. <laughs> held them to 10 points. And the Saints, for being, for being such an offensive-heavy team, and I, know I'm, and I know I said they're going to be defensive-reliant moving forward, but when you have Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, and, well, and I know Drew Brees is not out there, but Drew Brees as well, you're considered an offensive team when you have that many weapons. Right now, like I said, they're going to be leaning on their defense because Drew's not there. I just think that the Saints' defense being able to shut down the Cowboys like they did was more impressive. That's a good sign. For them, absolutely. When uh, when Drew comes back, yeah, it's a big confidence builder to get a win like that. You you always love as a defensive player to get like an ugly win mm-hmm. like that. I don't think anything hypes you up more as a defensive player. As an offensive player, a win's a win, but you don't want to like you got some stuff to fix in practice. If you're a defensive player, you're going into this this uh, upcoming week of practices and you're feeling real good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I think Drew's supposed to be back in like two to three weeks, <clears throat> some, around there. Yeah. So the next two games are the Buccaneers. They have the Buccaneers at home. Uh-oh. And then they go to Jacksonville. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then they go to Chicago. A big uh-oh. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know when Drew's supposed to be back. I don't know if he's supposed to be back for that Chicago game or the week after when they're home to the Cardinals. Do you bring him back against Chicago for risk of injuring his hand again? I don't know. Just because of that pass? I, I honestly, you may save him until Arizona. I, I honestly wouldn't bring him back, even yeah. if he's ready. That's a good, that's a good call. Just because messing with a thumb, like that's, you, that's like what, may, what your main grip strength comes from holding mm-hmm. a football is it's Im- it, I'll tell you right now it's like impossible to hold a football if your thumbs jacked up and we've seen Khalil Mack is probably the greatest player of all time of stripping the ball from from a quarterback <laughs> he's very good at it. oh my gosh he gets like two or three a game 
It's ridiculous. Imagine if Drew Brees can't even hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. So they have the Bucks at home, and I feel like they can win that game. Now the Bucks, talk about it. Yeah, the Bucks are. I, Where did I, that come from? I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Bucks, and we'll Two get into, we'll get into that in like in just a second because okay, I okay. I know I know you and I want to talk about that. I we we should pair them with another team. Because okay. I think there's two surprises that come out of this week. Okay. So to All close right. on the Saints thing, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think we know what the Buccaneers are yet. And I'm not sure we know what the Jags are yet. So maybe they let's, – let's say they go one and one. Let's say they split those games. So that means they – Which ones um, – which where are they at? Uh, so they're, they have the Buccaneers at home and then they go to Jacksonville. Okay. So let's say let's say they split those. That mm-hmm. means they're four and two heading to Chicago. Even if they lose, even if they lose to Chicago and Drew comes back, they're still four and three heading the rest of the way. With that's a, a great spot with a commanding lead in that division, probably. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a great spot to be in. So especially if they beat the Buccaneers, which is a division yeah, game. That's the bigger one than beating Jacksonville. Right. You want to have that, that tiebreaker. Right. So if they beat the Buccaneers and lose to Jacksonville, and then they end up losing to Chicago, even if they go one and two, but they have that Bucks game, they're in a very good spot. Yeah. They're in a very good spot. Now, we'll go. Uh, you were about ready to say something about the Buccaneers. So, so I'm just looking at this. There's, I think there's two surprise teams where you just sit back and say, where did that come from? One is definitely Tampa Bay. Can I guess the other one? I think it's pretty easy. The Browns? The Cleveland Browns. Right. Which, if you look on paper, that shouldn't be surprising that they they finally look good. But <laughs> they, hadn't, they hadn't shown anything like that. Like, I was just looking at my phone for updates, and I was like, whoa, when, when did the Browns get up by so much? <laughs> And then that uh, – did you watch any of the Tampa Bay um, LA game? I caught the highlights. Which is most of the game because mm-hmm. most of the game is scores. Yeah. By the way, did you see the uh, the interception that Marcus Peters had where he ran it back for a touchdown and got leveled? In the end zone? Yeah. No. Oh my goodness gracious! You need to do yourself a favor and find that hit. Okay. Because it was one of the nastiest hits I've seen in a while. In the end zone. In the end zone, yeah. Wait, Is someone, someone getting fined or what? Oh, nobody's getting fined, but when you have a 350 offensive lineman blindsiding you, it it was it was one of the more vicious hits um, I've seen in the NFL in a while. Uh, you you don't see that uh, type of hit, a legal hit like that that often. It was it was outrageous. Yeah. And so the Jared Goff, forty five, he threw sixty eight times, and I think that was a product of Todd Gurley only carrying the ball five times, and Malcolm Brown only carrying the ball five times. I don't know what – I'm guessing the Rams just went into this game. I don't know if they adjusted on the fly. Or oh, my just, God. You saw it? You see the hit? 
<laughs> he died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Right. One of the more vicious hits you've seen in the at least I've seen in a while. My man is just <laughs> strolling into the end zone and big seventy five <laughs> comes out of nowhere like he's lip licking his chops for Thanksgiving turkey and absolutely levels him. Dude, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was crazy. Well, the reason they didn't run was because Tampa Bay got out to a big lead. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why they didn't run. Now Todd Gurley ran for two touchdowns, but he only had five carries for sixteen yards. <laughs> he did a lot of work on uh, catching, though. He did, yeah. He he or did, he did have some a, work. Well, yeah, that's true. He did some seven seven uh, receptions for fifty four yards. Oh, that's pretty good. So yeah, you're right. The Buccaneers. <clears throat> um, Sort of came out of nowhere. I don't know what to think of the Bucks. I don't know if they're like super legit, or if they're just sort of a hit and miss week to week sort of team. I they're, feel like right now they're week to week. They're a missed field goal away from being three and one. True. True. I guess their only really bad game was against the Niners, and that looks like a good loss because the Niners are three and zero. So. Yeah. I mean, they're going up against New Orleans next week, so. And that's that's a big statement game for them. Very much so. And the Browns had a statement game this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Who going into the weekend, if you'd have said that, yeah, the Browns are going to beat the Ravens by 15, I, I would have said there's no way. There's no way. And it was just so it – was, it was never close. No. And I think that was a product of Nick Chubb. <laughs> Deciding to basically carry the team on his back. He went bonkers. 20 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns. And I think the reason why that offense was looking as well as it was and running as well as it was, was because they were running the ball. And they had a Jarvis Landry sighting. Oh, I know. Eight receptions, 167 yards. Odell had two catches. But you know what? There are just so many mouths to feed on that you offense. Think he's, you think he's mad after that game? I don't know. He said he was mad he lost an earring. Man, so... I, I, don't like, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. And I'm not even old school. Like, I'm 20 years old. And if a guy is mad about anything after a big divisional win like that in Baltimore, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. It yeah. was because he got choked out during the game. Did you see that? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, you know what? He threw the first punch. <laughs> at uh, least I think it was the first punch. Let me look at this. He swung. <laughs> I don't know who decided to choke Odell out, but I believe it was because Odell threw the punch. So, but to say that you're mad about losing an earring after a win like that, I know he was commenting about the the choking out, but just Marlon Humphrey. Yes, yes, that how was you, the guy. How do you choke a guy with a helmet? I don't know. Ask Marlon Humphrey. Why is this video taken off of YouTube? I have no idea. I have no idea. And interesting, uh, interesting stat coming out of the weekend: Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady both did not throw a touchdown this weekend. 
I would not have taken that bet in a million years. He's like pushing him. (laughs) It's like Odell is like a paper towel and he's trying to like wipe off something on the counter. (laughs) He's pushing him like three yards. What kind of fight is that? Not a very good one. Not a very good one. I condone violence in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so... So yeah, well, the uh, NFL is a violent, uh, violent league, man. You just saw the Bucks hit <laughs> big, big win for Kansas City, who get out of Detroit, who looks real good mm-hmm. with a win, and Patriots survive against Buffalo with not with probably their C plus game. Yeah, Josh Allen got exposed. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and then he, he did. got rocked. But and you know what the funny thing is, is that the offense actually seemed to flow a little bit better with Barkley in there, which was kind of I mean, interesting. They scored. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And then quick note about the Redskins game: the Dwayne Haskins era has officially begun? Question mark. And quickly shut down. Well, here's the thing: you brought you bring him in. You can't sit him now. Oh heck no! You have to play him. And that's the that was the interesting thing about that game was you bring him in midway through the second, you have to play him, but you know who they play next week? They play the Patriots. So you're gonna have Dwayne Haskins in his first NFL start going up against the Patriots, who by the way, Bill Belichick has never lost to a rookie quarterback. If I'm if I'm the Redskins we're gonna finish first if, game. If I'm the Redskins organization, I don't take anything from yesterday or yeah, yesterday's game, and I'm not going to take anything from the New England game. If I see positives, great. If I see negatives, hey, it's what I expect. Well, you can't you can't judge a kid from bringing him in in the middle of the game or judging him against New England. You can't. But here's the thing that I don't understand: if you just wait a week, they have the Dolphins the week after. Bring him no, in but, against the start him against the Dolphins. I mean, I, I like how he's coming in and getting experience. You got to know what you have. True, but they're putting him in such a bad spot. No, but as as long as you, as an organization, are clear in the fact that hey, this is our guy, he's our kid. Don't overreact if he stinks it up in New England. Don't overreact about. What happened against New York? You just got to be clear about that. If you leave it up to the media to create, like, hysteria in Washington, then it's going to get crazy. True. But I'm just saying, like, I, I just it's not, a, it's not a good spot to put a rookie quarterback in. To bring him in in the second quarter and expect him to play well, and then the next well, week go out and play against New England. I mean, well, there's a reason Washington's 0-4 and, and doesn't seem like they have a clear plan or future. True. They're a bad. They're a bad organization. True. Very, very true. And I'm allowed to say that because my team's top of the NFL right now. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so that was sort of a recap of the NFL weekend, and I'm gonna uh, put a cap on that real quick because there was something coming out of the NBA that I wanted to talk to you about real quick. The NBA. The NBA. Did you okay. see the top 100 players list? 
going into the 2020 season? Um, I know what the top 10 is. <clears throat> right. So we'll just run through the top 10 real quick, going from 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Paul George, Damian Lillard, Joel Embiid. Oh my- wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. When you said 10 to 1, I don't know why my mind thought it, you were going 1 to 10. And then you said Paul George. So I was like, no, he wasn't the number one guy. <laughs> there's, there's no way. <laughs> no, 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 no. Paul George was 10. <laughs> Damian Lillard was 9. Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. You got any problem with those rankings? Uh, two things. Okay. LeBron James is still the best player in the NBA. Yeah. And I get this list was – is it's like the best – the top 100 of next season, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant should not be outside the top 10. Well, he's not going to play. Even if, even if he steps on the court in joggers and sweatpants, the man is still a top 10 NBA player. Okay, I disagree. Just in the sense that he's not going to play. Mm. Why are you disrespecting? Why are you disrespecting Kevin Durant like that? I, if Kevin Durant was playing this year, then he's in the top three. But so why why can't he be in the top ten? Because he's not playing. <laughs> we don't know that. Have, have they said they're shutting him down this year? There was a report that came out that said he might play, but then there was another report a couple oh, days later that, that said he was rapport. not going to play. Oh, there's a report. Bro, as of right now, he's not going to play. Where did he finish on this list? I have no idea. If if that is, it, you're, I can try to find the list, right? I can try to find to see if he's on the list. There's Booker Murray, and then I'll talk about LeBron is number one. Oh, actually, hang on real quick, Darren Fox, top twenty-five. Oh, big facts. <laughs> okay, continue. LeBron definitely. If you're just talking about the two people ahead of him, Kawhi did win finals MVP, but he doesn't impact the game like LeBron James does for his team. The guy plays better defense than LeBron. I'll give him that. Even though LeBron plays better defense in the playoffs, he just didn't get a chance to showcase that this uh, last year, but he will this year. And if it's a projection... Kawhi's going to sit out more games than LeBron does next year. So you can't tell me he's going to be higher. And Giannis, all he does is take two steps from the three-point line and dunk it, but there's no game in between. So you can't tell me that those two players are better than LeBron freaking James with a full offseason rest and plenty of motivation. So... I'm going to tell you right now that looking at this list, uh, Durant's not even in the top 50. Okay. And I'm going down the list right now of 50 to 100, and I've just hit 75, and he's not on the list. I don't think he's even on this list, and it's just because of his injury. So I think you're crazy. What do you mean? I don't think he should be on this list. (laughs) If he's he were not to, playing, Buddy Heal fifty nine. If he were to play, if he were to play one in game minute, he's a top ten NBA player. But we don't know that. <laughs> well, we we don't know anything. This is all projections. Well, projections based on this year and going into this uh, last year, and then going into this year health wise. 
The difference between every single person on this list and Kevin Durant is we all know they're suiting up. Durant is not. So you're projecting, like you said this list is, you're pro- you can't project anything for Durant because he's not even going to play. But you, you, So you can't say that. That's not a definitive thing. He has not been shut down this season. And who cares? Who really cares if ESPN put Kevin Durant in the top 20? Who really cares? Would people even bat an eye? I don't know. They wouldn't. I don't know. But it's okay. But you say you can't definitively say they shut him down. You can't definitively say that people would, wouldn't bat an eye. I just think it's disrespectful that he's not on this list. He's an easily second best player in the, in the world. And he can't make it the ESPN NBA top 100. I don't know. I don't, I have no problem with him being there, but that's just me. And in terms of the ranking, I think the top three, you just need to flip. I think you just flip the order. So instead of it being Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, I think it should be LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis. You put Kawhi over Giannis? Kawhi has a better all-around game. Until Giannis develops a jump shot, he's not going to be better than So I don't get Kawhi. I, I guess I need to do a little more research on what exactly they're basing it. Like, is it based off of stats? Is it based off of impact? Like, overall, like, influence on the team plus personal stats? Like... Because if you're just going based off of stats, James Harden should be number one. So this right here in the description, it says, we asked, which player will be better in 2019-2020? To decide, voters had to consider both the quality and the quantity of each player's contributions to his team's ability to win games in the regular season and postseason. Based off that, I still think it should be LeBron, Kawhi, and Giannis. No, it, it'd be LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi. Cause I don't know how the, you can say that after Bucks, Kawhi no, just Bucks, dragged him to the finals. Dragged them to the finals. That team was still good around him. You had Kyle Lowry, who played unbelievable in the NBA Finals. You had Fred Van Vliet, who played unbelievable in the Finals. You had Marcus Gasol giving in valuable minutes. Yeah, but Kawhi, had, Kawhi had one of the best playoff Stockton. runs in like NBA history, statistically. I mean, LeBron's done that the last, like, three years. Not just... to the level that he just did it. Are you kidding me? Did you? <laughs> yes. Are you to the level that Kawhi did? If you put the Toronto Raptors uh, roster of last season versus the last year that LeBron, like, dragged by tooth and nail to the NBA Finals, do you want to compare those two rosters, Jason? Because it's not even close who had the better roster. And you've got to factor that in to statistics because we both know it's not just about the player. It's about everything that goes on. Every player has an impact on every player's statistics. He had, he had statistically one of the best like, final, like, finals performances in a while, in a very long time. was averaging 28 points a game, two steals per game, one block, four assists, 10 rebounds, 90% from the free throw line, 34% from the three-point line, and a 43% from the field goal. Wait, 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 wait,
LeBron averaged a triple-double in back-to-back finals with 30-plus points. Just saying, dude. Like, I think that's just a, like, a story that the media is trying to drive for Kawhi. Okay, that's fine. And I totally agree with you. LeBron should be number one. But Kawhi should be above Giannis. I don't know why you're trying to put Giannis above Kawhi. Because Giannis has more of an impact on his team. If Giannis doesn't play well, the Bucks have no chance. But if if the Clipper the Clippers don't need Kawhi to be as big of a figure in their play because they have Paul George and they have a good supporting cast around them, the Bucks don't have that. If Kawhi is not on that team, the Clippers are not Finals contenders. If Giannis is not on that team, the Bucks are not playoff. <laughs> it's playoff team. Well, I mean, still, if both of, if you take both players off both teams, both teams are not doing anything significant. But the Clippers still make the playoffs. I think they can win a first round series. They played Golden State well, and if you add Paul George to the roster we just saw last season, that's because the West is. I mean, the, the East the is easy. But the Buck. The, the Bucks roster without Giannis, that team would look lost. It would look lost. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm basing it off of. I don't know. I I just I do I don't think I, I don't think you at least in my opinion I don't think you can put Giannis above Kawhi yet. And I do I totally agree with you. LeBron should be number one. If we're doing, I don't know this, why he's not. If we're doing this, like, who's a better, or who's had a better career? Kawhi, definitely. Who's better all time? Kawhi, definitely. But who, in in the bubble of next season, in the parameters that ESPN has chosen to rank these players, I would put Giannis ahead of Kawhi. Which player will be better in twenty nineteen to twenty twenty? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You got a problem with Jokic being above Embiid? A little bit. I do not. But Embiid just can't stay healthy. True. I got. I. I think Jokic should be above Embiid. Steph not even in the top five. He's just outside. We had six. Who Who fills out the top five? Davis, Harden, James, Kawhi. Giannis. It's kind of crazy that Davis is so far. I was just thinking that. Above Davis, above Steph. Whew. Yeah, I don't like that, actually. (laughs) The more I look at it. You don't like looking at that? (laughs) No, I don't. I, now that you, like, hearing you say that out loud just kind of, it doesn't sound right. I don't know if I could I could reason that. I would love to hear the argument behind that. Because everyone thinks that Steph's going to ball out this year with no Clay and no Kevin. Mm-hmm. And if if the Warriors make the the playoffs, it's because of Steph Curry. So you can't take out the whole val uh, like value argument. Yeah, you, you want to. 
You want to talk about Kawhi possibly sitting out games this year? Steph ain't sitting out a minute this year. Oh, he's going to be running around screens the whole time. Uh-huh. Let let Draymond dribble the ball up looking like a donkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, slight, uh, slight little love to the Sacramento Kings. Darren Fox, 25. That's higher than I thought. You know what? It actually is. He wasn't even ranked last year. Compare him to um, the guys around him because there's like some real studs. And you know what? He's him. actually sandwiched in between Mike Conley and D'Angelo Russell. Which I think he's going to have a better year than both of those guys. I absolutely do too. Especially better than D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Being, I mean, Russell's going to be max the third option on Golden State. Uh, yeah. If the fa- if if the Kings win, it's going to be because of De'Aaron Fox. Oh, 100%. And Buddy Hill. But, you know, Luca's you know, 16. Yeah, I know. He's uh, 50. He's in the 50s. Um, Luca's 16. Yeah. He's ahead of Kemba Walker, Carl Anthony Towns, Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Siakam, Griffin. I, I think uh, Mitchell's too low. Think he's too low? Yeah. Where would you have put him, roughly? Definitely ahead of Doncic, if we're going based off projections. I think he's going he's gonna, to... Uh, we said this um, in an earlier podcast when we were talking about Team USA. He just looked... He looked so like improved just in the limited time that I saw him for Team USA. Like, he's going to ball out this year for Utah. You know where I actually would have put him looking at this list? So, he's at 20 right now. I think yeah. I would have put him ahead of um, – I think I would have put him ahead of C.J. McCollum and below Russell Westbrook. C.J. was pretty low. C- or it was, was pretty – it was higher than I thought. Yeah, so C.J. is 13. I think I would have put Donovan at 13. C.J. Isn't, a, isn't the 13th best player in the NBA. I don't think he is. I'm, I'm sorry. Poor – if there's any Portland fans out there, I'm I'm sorry. He's not. I'm he's not a, sorry. He's, he's not. A, he's a good player. He's probably not going to be an all-star this year. No. And he's the 13th best player in the NBA? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know what that does is that makes uh, – that makes – well, I, we already knew that the best back – well, I don't know. Actually, who do you think has a better backcourt, Houston or Portland? Portland, just because we've seen it. Right. So, it looks – I agree. You got C.J. McCollum at 13, and then you got Dame at nine? Eight, 8 or 9. So, you're telling me Damian is only eight spots – or five spots higher than C.J.? Yeah, that doesn't feel right. It does not feel – one guy's in the MVP conversation, and the other guy hasn't made an all-star game. Dame just does not get the love he deserves. I think he's going to win. MVP. I hope so. I really hope so. So, there was a little NBA talk. We haven't got to talk about the NBA in a long time. Where did um? Where did Westbrook finish? Twelve. Twelve. Oh, that's that's higher than I thought. Let me double check. Yeah, he's twelve, and Kyrie's eleven. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, there was a preseason uh, basketball game tonight. <laughs> Started 140 to 71. 
Houston. Houston against um, Shanghai Sharks. Woo! Good team. Good team, <laughs> That the Shanghai Sharks. I know, right? Look out for, uh, oh, God, Dantes. Mon- oh, Monte Yunez. Oh, he used to play in the NBA, I think. <laughs> I think he did. I recognize that last name. Let's see, what other crazy last names do we have here on Shanghai? Lou. No, I'm not even going to try. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's like those tennis names we had a while ago. Yeah, you just don't want to end your career before it starts. Absolutely not. All right, well, that'll do it for episode 16 unless uh, unless there's something crazy you got to get off your chest, Sam, something burning. We didn't talk about the Niners at all. Well, they didn't play. But, but they're the best. Well, hey, you know what? We can talk about it when we have our guest on Thursday. I want to hear, hear you say it. The Niners, right now, are the best team in the NFC. We can end the show now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you need to say Derek Carr's a good quarterback. Oh, I think he's a, a great quarterback. All right, cool. I think he's uh, at least top 15. Oh, crap, dude. We didn't make our picks. Oh, let's do it real quick, real quick. Real quick, real quick. Week five picks. Here we go. Gosh, we we were all over the place. All right, here we go. Rams at Seattle. Thursday night game. Uh... <laughs> that game looks that game looks a little bit shaky now. After uh Rams. Rams? Yeah. Should I just go and do I don't No, do whatever you want, man. Uh, what are the Seahawks record? They're two and no, they're three and one. They're three and one. And I can't do it. I'm going to go Rams too. I just. Yeah. Okay. So Eagles, Jets. Eagles at home. Eagles. All right. Panthers, Jaguars. Panthers at home. That's going to be a good game. Jaguars. Yeah, I was going to go Jags too. I was, I was hoping you were going to go Panthers. Uh, Vikings, Giants. Got the Vikings. Giants Vikings. are at home. Vikings. Falcons, Texans. Texans are at home. Texans. Gosh, we're the same all the way through. Saints, Buccaneers. I got the Saints. I'm going to I'm gonna take the Saints. Gosh, we are still the same. <laughs> okay. Um, here we go. Bills, Titans at Tennessee. Oh, man. I, I, I've stuck with them the entire time. I'll go with the Bills. Oh. Dang it. Okay, I'll go with Titans again. Okay, I just I've stuck with him, and uh, well, this is going to be interesting to see if Josh Allen's playing. I don't know, Uh, but I'll go with the Bills. Why not? Even though I don't feel good about that pick. Uh, Bengals, Cardinals. Bengals are at home. (laughs) (laughs) What a terrible game! (laughs) Do I do I have to pick one? (laughs) What a terrible game! Uh, Cardinals. Yeah, I think I'll give it to the Cardinals too. Kyler Murray gets his first win. Uh, Patriots, Redskins. Yep. Ravens, Steelers. Ravens. Steelers are at home. Yeah, Ravens. All right. Uh, Broncos, Chargers. Chargers are at home. Chargers. Yep. Gosh, we, man, what a boring round we have. Raiders, Bears. I have to pick the Raiders just because they're the Raiders. 
I mean, they're at home, so they have home field. They're base. not at home. They're in London. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Mitchell Trubisky playing? We don't know. What do you mean we don't know? I don't know. I'm not going to make a decision. If... I don't have the answer to that. Trubisky, doubtful to face Raiders in London. There you go, 14 hours ago. I'm going to go Raiders. <laughs> uh, Cowboys, Packers. Cowboys are at home. Oh. That's a good game. I'm going to go Packers. Dude, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Colts, Chiefs. Chiefs. Great. Niners, Browns. Oh. <laughs> we're going we're going that Niner faithful baby. I have to go Browns just because we need to get uh different picks even though but I But that want... means that means if we if we each get one right we tie. I know we have to we have to go back on a game. <laughs> okay, what game what game do I want to go back on? Is there any game uh no I already picked I already went different on the Bills. Maybe I picked the Bengals. I'm gonna go Seahawks. You're gonna switch? Yeah. I could switch the Niners one. No. Nope. And then we can just leave it on the Bills. No, do do what you need to do, dude. Bet against them, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually been betting with them. You have. And it hasn't served me. I don't really want to pick the Browns. I really don't. Because I feel like they're going to let me down. <laughs> <laughs> And until the Niners lose, I don't really want to pick against them. <laughs> That's because they're studs. I'm changing it. I have to go to the Niners. I can't not. We can just leave. We can just hinder it on the Bills game. One game. What time is that game? Sunday, 10 a.m. Oh, we should. We'll, we should we'll, like. We should Facetime and watch it together. We'll know right away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going with one game. One different game. Let's go, Mariota. <laughs> Come on, Josh Allen. If you're even playing. <laughs> um, one that, game. That's that going to be interesting. That game might finish like 6-3. to three. Bill's preparing Matt Barkley to start versus Titans. Great. Love to hear it. <laughs> All right. Go, Bills. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm at a comfortable 3-1 lead right now, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, 3-1? I know. Didn't didn't that guy uh, LeBron that you said wasn't as was it didn't have as great of a finals as Kawhi? Did, wasn't he down three one? Tom brought like it that. and brought a team back. I think so. Tom oh, like that's, that. that's weird. Wasn't Kawhi playing like half of the Golden State Warriors? I don't know. Wasn't uh, LeBron not playing the entire Warriors team either? Why wasn't he? Draymond was out. Anyway, Is, t- does that does that compare to Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant being out? Hundred percent, Draymond's a goat. Anyway, <laughs> oh, he's a donkey. <laughs> Parfait might be the best thing on the whole damn planet. <laughs> oh, that's a Shrek quote. There you go. That went right over my head. Really? Oh, that's the best animated movie of all time. But that's a, uh, that's a discussion for another day. It's actually, I'll think of one. Yeah, we'll maybe, get to it. Maybe by uh, next week because we'll forget to. <laughs> we'll see. We're uh, we're supposed to be having a guest on Thursday and releasing it Friday, so we'll oh, see if we right. can get that arranged. He's gonna flake. I really hope not. <laughs> 
So that'll do it for episode 16. Thank you all so much. If you stayed with us this long, I have no idea what's wrong with you, Um, but we really appreciate it. (laughs) So uh, we will see you guys most likely Friday morning. If we can't get that guest arranged, then we will release an episode Saturday morning. Uh, It'll just be Sam and I. So thank you all again so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us. And we will see you all later on this week. Thanks, guys.